This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch and Budweiser, by Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors in downtown Bemidji, and Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty gun safes. Well, it's always a great day on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors when we get to have Dick Beardsley in. Dick, welcome back. Hey, Kev, always good to be here, and it's nice to be in this nice warm studio today. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I understand you've been out doing a little ice fishing already this been year. Been out on uh, some of the smaller lakes, and and uh, the ice has been it's been good ice. We've got anywhere from about six to eight inches of good clear ice. You know, there's really not any snow out on the ice now, which right. is good and bad. It's good from the standpoint is we're making good ice, but it is slippery out there, and I advise everybody that is going out onto some of these smaller lakes with the good ice is to have some kind of an ice cleat on your boots. Otherwise, uh, somebody's going to take a spill and and when you get up to, to my age, Kev, when you fall on ice, something's going to break more than likely. <laughs> I, I, I can relate. I can relate. Well, listen, we're going to we'll talk a little bit in depth on ice fishing down the sure. road, but we get some other things to talk about first. I know you are involved with the Headwater Science Center for a big event that's coming their way. Tell us a little bit yes, about that. Yes, Kev, we are so excited. Um, the the We Are Water Minnesota exhibit is coming to Bemidji, Minnesota, starting this Saturday, December first, and it runs through January. 13th and they go about eight or ten different places around Minnesota and now it's Bemidji's turn and of course with you know the headwaters of the Mississippi River and the most one of the most famous rivers in the entire world and um, this exhibit's going to be set up there and it's really going to people can walk through it kids adults families and it kind of we it's an exhibit that talks about the importance of of good water quality and and I wish I could tell you more uh, about exactly what the exhibit's going to have, but I know that it's going to be very, very interesting. And, you know, a lot of times people in our country, United States, we kind of take water for granted. You know, we turn on the spigot and we turn off the spigot and water's always there and it's very clean. You know, you go to some of these other countries where water, you know, people have to walk for it or the water's very dirty and, and things like that. So, and we we need to keep that water quality at its highest level. So that's what this exhibit is. Part of that is about good, you know, quality water. And um, what better place to have it than right here at the headwaters of the Mississippi River? Oh, absolutely. You know, you're right about that. You know, we are surrounded by two oceans. I know. We uh, here in Minnesota, I mean, lakes and, and rivers and everything. But there are countries, there are parts in the world, wars have been fought over water. Absolutely. So we are we are a spoiled bunch here. Absolutely, you know, and you know everybody talks about oil being such an important thing. Well, oil's down on the list. Water is <laughs> you, you can live without oil. I mean, we can figure out a way to get by if we have to walk on our hands and feet, you know, to get from point A to point B. But if you don't have water, good quality water, you're not going to be around very long. That's right. Yep. Well, and and you good point out that, that this is a place where water is really important. Uh, Ten thousand lakes. Mississippi River, all of that. And, of course, one of the reasons water is important is we love to fish. Absolutely. And so uh, you and some other anglers are tying into this uh, water exhibit with some great fishing things. Yeah, on. it's, it's you know, um, I'm just speaking about it, but we've had a, a great group of folks, the folks from the local Trout Unlimited uh, um 
club that here in the Bemidji area, they've been very involved with it. Let's take a kid fishing. The folks from there are obviously very involved in it. Uh, Annette Drews, Henry Drews' wife, who's in the Minnesota DNR and has a lot to do with water quality. She's kind of heading up this committee and everybody's so excited about it. We've been doing this now for a few weeks, getting ready for it. Now all of a sudden here it's here and, and we're going to really, um, part of the, the, um, We Are Water Minnesota exhibit is, of course, being up here, like you said, fishing so important. We're going to do this whole celebrate fishing thing and it's going to kick off on Monday, December 3rd. So, um, each Monday on the Monday, December 3rd, Monday, December 10th, Monday, December 17th, and then Monday, January 7th, we're going to have free seminars. We'll have, um, door prizes will be given away. The first one is going to be, uh, Henry Drews is going to be, uh, doing a little, um, uh, talk on fishing for sturgeon. You know, they're really becoming quite the thing now. And of course, Rainy River has uh, some, you know, world class type sturgeons. And, and now they're starting to stock some of the lakes where sturgeons were actually, had been for a long time and then either got harvested or whatever. And now they're introducing them back into some of the area lakes. So, okay. um, and then we'll have a, a local guide and lodge owner from Alaska talking about salmon fishing. Henry and him are going to kind of talk about oh, that that okay. that same time. And then on the 10th, uh, the the guys and gals from Trout Unlimited are going to be doing a fly fishing uh, seminar for bass and bluegills. And they'll you, the kids can come in and adults and tie their very own fly and whatnot, uh, which is always kind of fun to do, yeah. especially when you catch something with it. <laughs> and then on Monday, December 17th, I'll be doing a, a, um, a seminar on family fishing fun. And we want to, you know, we want to get the whole fa- the whole family involved with that. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'll be talking a lot about ice fishing and some of the things you can do to be more successful. And then rounding out the seminars on Monday, January seventh, uh, local fishing guide Matt Brewer uh, from North Country Guide Service will uh, be doing a seminar called Fishing Green (parentheses). Oh. So, kind of environmentally friendly type of stuff. So, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I got to go and listen to that one because, you know, and that's something that we try to leave as little bit of a footprint as we can when we're out there on the ice or on the water. And um, and the more we can do that, the better it will be for the fishing and for the water quality also. Oh, absolutely. So, um, who came up with this idea? Well, you know, Annette Drews contacted me and a bunch of other people here in town that are into the fishing part of things in their life and and um because she works with the dnr and she's part of this um she's the one that kind of put this committee together and then um because fishing is such an important part of it that's where we're kind of really focusing our emphasis on some of these other things that we're doing besides just the exhibit okay well I, and and of course obviously Everything about fishing is really science, right? And and I that's why I love talking to the DNR guys because I know it's just so fascinating to me how complex everything is and how you know we talk about AIS and those types of right. things, right? And you just think, oh, what's a little creeper muscle going to do? It's going to do all you know. It's everything's a ripple effect. It's amazing. It it is absolutely amazing, and, and you know, and unfortunately now we got them gosh dang zebra mussels in Lake Bemidji, and yes. um, and and people just you know. Take the little bit of time it takes at the landings to, you know, get all those weeds and water out of your boat and um, and, and and inspect it because, golly, that you know, now we're gonna we, we've got that problem to deal with and and hopefully, you know, I know the University of Minnesota is working on some things to try to eliminate these things or at least keep them at bay, but they're it's still in the works and it's still something they're still working on. So, um, 
Yeah, when I heard that news that it got into Lake Bemidji, it's um, I don't know to what extent, but you know they multiply awful darn quick. Yes, they do, and um, so, but um, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate, but something now that we have to deal with, and we just got to be prudent in our uh, ability to be able, you know, to clean off our boats and trailers and and uh, things like that, and 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 minnow buckets. You know, don't be dipping water from one lake into another and taking it to that other lake. It's just so many things. But yet simple things that if you would do, it would hopefully help keep this at bay a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But nonetheless, nonetheless we've got some great, this great series coming up. Um, I'm going to try to get Annie in uh, to talk more about the We Are Water Minnesota exhibit. Yes. Well, it's a traveling exhibit. Correct? It is. It goes all around Minnesota, and now it's here in Bemidji. And I think this is the first traveling exhibit they've had. I believe at so. At Water Science Center. And that, that actually starts Saturday, right? It does. It starts Saturday, and um, it's going to be a fun deal for everybody. We'll, you know, bring the kids, uh, the family, and, and then, um, you know, like I said, we have these different activities that we're going to do, be doing, and the big part of the the whole uh, fishing thing is on Saturday, December fifteenth. It's the ice fishing follies. Ice fishing follies. Ice fishing follies from two to four p.m. and um, you get a special price coming into the to the science center. Um, it's five dollars for individuals or fifteen dollars for the whole family, and that includes you can go through the exhibit. You can partake in all of the. Um, Activities that we're going to do, we're going to have things like fish painting, fly tying. Um, there's going to be a display with all the little good type of water bugs, that, uh, which is really kind of a neat thing. And Annette Drew's just like about flipped out when she heard we're going to do that because that's really into her, her wheelhouse. We're going to have a fish ID contest, and I'm going to even show moms, dads, kids how to fillet a fish properly. Because that's the thing, you go out and catch them, but if you don't know how to clean them right, you don't. You sure don't want to let them go to waste, you know. Right. So we'll be doing that, and um, and then between two and four o'clock, I'm going to have a couple of people from town that have never ice fished before. One of them is Annie okay. from the Science Center, and another one uh, is named Gary. I think he's the director of the Beltrami County Historical Society. Oh yeah, Gary. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They've never ice fished before. Oh, I believe that. Well, we're going to go out and uh, not too out far from Library Park. Um, I usually do pretty good for walleyes and perch out there early in the season. So I'm hoping I can have my one of my bigger permanent houses out there by then. If not, we'll have to fish in a portable. And we're going to go uh, f- uh, feed it live back to the Science Center so people can watch on the big screen. And hopefully uh, Gary and Annie will catch a good old Lake Bemidji walleye or big old jumbo perch. It's going to be a lot of fun. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by DS Beverages, Bonded Lock and Key, and Northern Surplus Northern Outdoors. Check us out at kbunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Podcast One and iTunes. Dick Beardsley, my guest today. We're going to be drilling into ice fishing here shortly, but we continue to talk about the fun events coming up at the Headwaters Science Center. You know, what I find always interesting about this town, and, and, and you, I mean, you're from Minnesota, so right. you, you get Minnesota, but but you're relatively new to the Bemidji area. Yeah, Detroit Lakes. It's been, what, four years now okay. already? Yeah. And and, uh, and your wife, Jill. Yes. Uh, but Gary, who's from, I think, New York. Right. And Annie, who's uh, not from here. Uh, no. How 
people once they get here they just embrace all these things that they realize what what cool stuff we have here in Bemidji. Yeah, and and in the winter time you you need to embrace some outdoor activities. Otherwise, you're going to be locked up inside for about six months. You yes. know, and there's so many great outdoor activities. You know, besides ice fishing, there's you know snowmobiling, skiing, snowshoeing, downhill skiing. I mean, um, just a number of things, and it's fun. It makes the winter go by quickly, and and and, and nowadays ice fishing can be so enjoyable. I mean, it really can. I remember as a kid sitting out on a five gallon bucket, you know freezing my rear end off um and now you're like i tell people i get them out one of my permanent fish houses and you go from a heated car into a nice heated fish house it's like fishing in your living room almost <laughs> yeah is. yeah a lot of people have nicer uh nicer tvs in, in their fish houses um, than i have in my living room <laughs> hey kev i gotta mention something too that's going to be a lot of fun so then um on saturday january 5th we're having what's called fish tales Oh. And um, it's we've got three different age groups. We have youngsters from age three to ten, kids then from eleven to seventeen, and adults from eighteen and up. And we've got cash prizes. And like for the the youngest, first prize is like twenty five bucks. Nice. Second, and then twenty and fifteen, and then uh, the kids get thirty for the win, twenty five and twenty, and then the grown ups first place is fifty dollars, second forty, and third place thirty. And you have three minutes. To tell your favorite fish story, and, and you get you get three story. minutes, and then the crowd, the people that are there, will vote on who they thought had the best fish tale to tell, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But we what we would like to do is have people sign up ahead of time, just so we because it's going to be a limited number of people that we can have in each category. So if you would like to sign up, you can call two one eight four four four. Four four seven two. That's two one eight four 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 seven two. And I believe that's the um, the science center's uh, phone number. And just say I want to be in the fish follies. You know what? There's a lot of people who have great fish tales. I mean, that's what, I know. That's what gets people fishing for life is those amazing tales, usually from when they were a kid. Absolutely. Uh, you know, my mentor growing up was a guy. I probably told this story before to you, but it was Bernie Bachman. Bernie was a Bemidji fishing guide and hunting guide. It was one of my dad's real good friends. And, and I grew up, and Bernie was like my Mickey Mantle. And I remember going out in the boat with Bernie and my dad fishing. I didn't even care if we caught any fish. Just listen to Bernie's stories. And I've learned a lot from that because when I take people out, whether it be ice fishing or on guide trips or in the summer on the boat – you know, the fish aren't always jumping in the boat. And we're working hard, but you got to kind of entertain them a little bit. So I, I tell all kinds of stories, and I listen to their stories, and it's really a lot of fun. So we, we want kids, adults, come on out for the, the uh, fish tales on Saturday, uh, January 5th. It's going to be a lot of fun. Boy, this just sounds like a great, great series. I know. I it's it's going to be. I am so excited for it. And 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 uh, there's going to be some great giveaways. I know I'm going to be um, giving away uh, uh, one free um Ice Castle rental and one half day uh, guided ice fishing trip. Okay. And uh, the thing with the guided ice fishing trip, though, at least two kids have to come along. Oh. I want to get kids out there. All right. Kids, uh, that, they're our future. And um, cool. so, yeah, and, and lots of other great prizes too that we're going to be giving out, and um, so it's it's just going to be a lot of fun, and um, we're hoping we get a really good turnout for this. Okay, I, I hope you do too, and uh, we will recap this uh, later on before we wrap this whole thing up. But let's let's talk a little ice fishing. Yeah. I know that early ice fishing is among the best ice fishing, but why do we have to keep talking every winter, fall, late fall, about 
how insane people are about this. I know. Kev, you're, you're exactly right. You know, um, when I was 40-some years ago, back in my 20s, I was out there on two inches of ice with a life jacket and things like that. And it's just stupid. Not only are you putting yourself at risk, but you're also putting rescue people that if you go through the ice, the firemen and the EMTs and whoever else that have to come out there and haul you out, if they can hopefully haul you out and get right. you off safely. You know, we're going to have ice for five, six months. And I, I know I sure don't push it like I used to, which is a smart thing. And, you know, I get, you know, guide clients calling me. They've been calling me for two weeks wanting to go out. And I will not take anybody out on the ice until I've been out there myself, and I know there's a good five or six inches. Could I go out with less ice and take people out and probably be okay? Probably so, but there's no need in in, in risking it. And, uh, the you know, yeah, the early bites usually pretty darn good. Part of that reason is because there's not near as much traffic out there with the trucks and things like that and people drilling holes. But, you know, there's still the, the fishing. You might have to move around a little bit more, but it can be just as good in January and February as it can be in late November, early December. And by then, you know, at that point, you have lots of good ice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, you have been out ice fishing on smaller lakes Small where lakes. The ice gets built quicker. Absolutely. Small lakes where um, the ice is, you know, right now anywhere from six to eight inches. And it's good clear ice. But I tell you, that the, the first time or two I'm out on the ice, I don't go by myself. I have somebody with, we have a rope with, I have my spud, and I'm every step I'm whapping it, whapping it. In fact, a couple of weeks ago I was on one little lake north of town where I, it's always one of the first lakes I'm on, and I walked out about 10 yards from the, the little landing, and I took my ice spud and I jammed it in the ice, and it went right through. I turned around and walked off. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I, I felt stupid being out there 10 yards. I should have checked it before. But I'd been on another lake just before that one, and it, there was four or five inches of ice. This lake, bam. So you just never know. And then even the small lakes, Kev, if you're not familiar with them, some of these small lakes are spring-fed. And, you know, if those springs are, if you're walking where the spring is coming up, yep. that ice can always be a little bit iffy. So you really got to know where you're going, especially early on. Travel in pairs and have your ice picks, have your ice cleats on so you don't slip and fall on the ice. And uh, and, and uh, now, like I early in the season, I wear an ice suit that actually, if I would go through, it floats me. Yeah. And they're a little expensive, but they're warm and and they help you survive. But it, just because you got one of those on doesn't mean you can kind of throw caution to the wind and get out there you know, on that real thin ice. So just, you know, we're going to have good ice here on all the lakes here relatively soon, and um, and then we'll be good to go. Yes, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> so how far off the beaten path do you go uh, to the, these small lakes? I love these little I mean, I, I, I tell you, I, what I do is some of the lakes I've fished years ago with my dad and Bernie, and but a lot of times what I'll do is I, I it is a great tool. You get on Minnesota DNR website, the Lake Finder, and I, I I get on my on my Google map and I start I see these little lakes tucked back in the woods, and I see if they got a name on them. Then I enter the information in, and sometimes they'll come up. Sometimes the the fisher the survey they've had on them is it's twenty years old, and but you can get an idea and 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 you can you know you look at the depth and whatnot and and they're fun just to go. You know, sometimes you got to hike a little bit to get back into them. You know, right. and um, but. To me, that's part of the fun. And then to see if uh, you can get out there and get on some fish. And I was on a little lake the other day, and and um, 
we probably caught 40 crappies during the middle of the afternoon. Now, I was on another little lake yesterday over by Lake George, just a little lake tucked in the woods, and and I was excited about it, and, and I was hoping to get into some crappies, and all we got were small little dinky bluegills and a, a couple of largemouth bass, actually. But um, but it was still fun. And, you, you know, you learn about that. But I love getting back. Even in the summer, I, I, I fish a lot of these little lakes, you know, back in the woods, uh, lakes that even on a windy day you can get back on. And um, they're fun. They're remote. And uh, you see all kinds of creatures running and swimming and, and uh, flying around. It's, yeah. it's cool. Well, I'm sure you're not going to tell me what they are because I talked to Matt Brewer about this one time. Yeah. And he refuses to tell me what they are too, but he does that. And that's, he takes people out there. Right. That's part of the adventure. And the thing is, he's talking about, you know, maybe a snowmobile or like you say, yeah. Hey, nobody's back there. No. You'll see things, forget the fishing part of it. Right. You'll just see things absolutely. and animals and stuff you just won't see along the shores of Lake Bemidji, for yeah, example. Yeah, absolutely. No, we did have the moose out there last year. Yes, we did. That was a. <laughs> That was a once-in-a-lifetime, right? Um, but, but, you know, and listen, not that I don't like sharing information. Like, if, if, if I'd been on, if I was out, had been on Lake Bemidji yet, and I'd tell you if, sure. if the fish are gone, because that's a big lake. It can handle a lot we're, of pressure. We're not going to run out of water. Right. Yeah. But I'll tell you, you know, the problem is with ice fishing is every lake is, is accessible by everybody, you know, yeah. because if you got to pair of legs, you can walk out there. Where in the summertime, you, a lot of places you got to get out in a boat. And the the problem is the fish a lot of times are so concentrated in the, especially the panfish and stuff in the wintertime that, you know, if I if I said I'm on I'm on what a name Lake, uh, and here it is up in the middle of the woods. Boy, the word gets out, and you know it doesn't take many people to go up there. You're right, and and clean a lake like that out. So for every lake I've been on this year, so far we, I, me and anybody I've had out with me, we've not kept one fish. We've all caught, taken pictures, and put them back because some of these lakes are some of these lakes are forty acres or less. Right. And a lake like that, the word gets out now with the social media and stuff. And listen, I want. I want everybody to have a good time, but and if I knew people are going there to catch them and take pictures and put it back, I'd probably give it up a little bit more. But I know that's not the way it works for a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 So, but those are those are part of the great things about being Minnesota. It's, it is. It's oh, and, and just like you said, part of it is just getting back there, and then once you get back there, and and it's just quiet. You just hear yourself breathing. You might hear a, an eagle screeching up in a tree or something like that, but that is as much a part of it as catching the fish, in my opinion. And that is so rare in the 21st century. I know. To experience that. I know. You know, Kev, and whether it be winter or summer, I get, especially in the summer, you get a lot of people from like Chicago and the bigger cities, kind of Illinois and that area. And I'll, a lot of them, I'll take them back into these little wood lakes back in the forest, and they are they are just totally blown away at the beauty and how quiet. They're so used to hustle and bustle and phone ringings and people honking horns, and now it's just this quietness, and it's they're they're just they're almost speechless, yeah. and it's so cool to see that. Yeah, well, and we you- and we get to do that as much as we want if we'd like to live in here. We don't even know. I mean, I was watching a show, and I can't remember what it was, but but it was a police show, and the the police officers from 
I think it was Philly. Yeah. Had to go to Amish country. And he was saying, it is so quiet that, you know, you don't realize refrigerators make noise until you go where there are no refrigerators. Good point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I know it. So, you know, I'm so old school on so many things, but, and, and that's one of my, just, I love, I love getting away from the hustle and bustle, but I'll tell you what, not that it's a hustle and bustle lake, but this Lake Bemidji, it's an amazing fishery. It is. For walleyes and for perch. I mean, it really, and for muskies, it really is an absolutely amazing fishery. It is. There's an, an, an all natural reproduction. I know Other it. than the muskies, everything's all I natural. I know it, which just... And the year classes every year when they do those surveys, the the spread of the walleyes over you know of different year classes is what so makes that lake so healthy. I mean, it just is. I, I think sometimes because we live in Bemidji and we got this Paul Bunyan's right footstep or whatever, maybe it's his left one. I'm not sure, but out our back door. Then we think, well, fishing must can't be that good. And that is an incredible walleye factory out there. It really is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, great oh, lake. It does wonderful love things. It. Um, so, but you haven't been out there doing too much ice fishing. Not yet. not on Bemidji yet, but I will be heading out here in the next couple of days, checking ice, and then uh, hopefully next week going at it pretty good with the portables. And I'm hoping by the middle of the month I can get a couple of my permanent houses out there and stuff. So. But I'm not the first to drive out. I always wait. To, <laughs> I, I wait till I see other guys driving their vehicles out there, and then I slowly but surely sneak out there. So you, um, you've got uh, you've got plenty of winter business too. So you do guiding and you've got the houses. Yes, yep. Do ice fishing rental houses, and I do also guided trips. Sometimes we use the houses. Other times we use the portables or a combination of the two. How do we yeah. get uh, lined up for something like you that? You betcha. You can just give me a call at 218-556-7172, or you can go to my website at dickbeardsleyfishingguide.com. And I can attest that Dick always returns calls. <laughs> Thanks, Cal. <laughs> well, let's let's recap before yes. we're done everything you got coming up at the Headwater Science Center Okay, well, kicking off on uh, Saturday, December 1st, it's the... Um, we are fishing. No, we, we are, are water. we are water. Minnesota exhibit starts, which is going to be so exciting. And then, of course, on the following Monday nights, from um, I believe it's from uh, five thirty. Let's see. Yeah, it starts at five thirty. We'll be done by seven thirty. And um, there's going to be refreshments. I forgot to say oh, that too. Always good sandwiches and stuff like that. I like that. And so Monday, December third, fishing for sturgeon with Henry Drews, DNR Fisheries. Uh, Monday, December 10th, fly fishing for bass, bluegills, and, and they'll be showing you how to f- tie your own flies. Monday, December 17th, family fishing fun. I'll be doing that seminar. And then Monday, January 7th, fishing green with North Country uh, Guide Service uh, Guide Matt Brewer. And then we have the ice fishing follies coming up on Saturday, December 15th. That's going to be a ball. And that's There's going to be all kinds of prizes, door prizes, all kinds of fun things for the kids and family to do. Now that will be taking place from 2 to 4 p.m. And then, of course, on January 5th, we got the fishtails. So kids, moms, dads, teenagers, get your favorite fishing story compacted down to three minutes because we're going to have a big musky net out there on the stage. And if you go over three minutes, we're going to... Put the net over your head and pull you off. <laughs> I love that. But we've got cash prizes for that. And, and of course, come and see the um, 
the We Are Water Minnesota exhibit. It's really going to be something to see. And uh, what better place for it than here right in Bemidji, uh, Perfect. headwaters of the Mississippi. Yeah, so that'll that'll open up on Saturday. And that'll, that'll actually run every day that the Headwater yes. Science Center is open through January 13th. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay, that's going to be great. And we'll try to get Annie in to talk a little bit more about that exhibit itself. Uh, in the meantime... Dick, it's always great to have you here. Thank you, too, you so Kel. much for taking the time. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a great Christmas and a happy new year. You too, buddy. Thanks. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hear it exclusively on KBUN FM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8.